Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron and today we are going to speak about saving our world. You know, children always sing songs about saving their world and we tell our children to reuse, reduce and recycle. We also try to cut down the usage of plastic straws. But amidst of all these, how do we explain the reason why there's a need to save our world and why do we need all these initiatives? How do we raise children to pay attention and care about the environment? Today we have our guest Eliza Ng and she's going to be sharing with us a little bit more about this. Welcome, Eliza, to the Paranet Podcast. Thank you, Aaron. So, Eliza, can you share with us how long have you been married and how many children do you have? Uh, this is my 23rd year of marriage. I have three boys, uh, 20, 19, and 14. And what got you started on this journey of, you know, being environmentally conscious or caring about the environment? What I did was really simple. At that time, I was a stay-at-home mother. My youngest was seven years old, so we would go out for morning walks together. And as we walk around the neighbourhood, sometimes I'll see litter everywhere and it would really get me upset. So I'll say, okay, come, let's pick up the litter. And then one day, we stumbled upon a scene of a kid's party. I knew, I guess probably it was a kid's party because there were balloons. And then suddenly I felt great indignation. I told my son, let's clean up the place. He helped to burst the balloon. It was really fun. and. I took photos of him and I went home and I thought, hey, why don't I start a Facebook page, in which I did. And the campaign was simple, just to pick up a piece of litter a day. And as I carried on, various people picked it up. The media picked it up. The kindness movement picked it up. Clean and green movement picked it up. I even shook the Prime Minister's hand mm. once. Yeah. And, but what was most meaningful for us as a family was that a media company picked it up too. They were producing a series of videos titled Singaporean on the Day. And they wanted to feature me. So my whole family took part in the production. It was really fun. And the video was featured on National Day across all schools. Um, I believe it was in 2016. So it was just a children's party. Was anyone else there? No, I think it was uh, the night before. So it was all these uh, things around. And it got me upset because I, I was thinking maybe the family had a lot of fun, the parents did this for their child. But did they teach the child the importance of cleaning up and that it is not good to clean up, to, to leave the mess, even though perhaps they thought that uh, the cleaners could do it. But I thought, what a missed opportunity to teach the child something that is um, of greater value than just a birthday party. So from a moment where you saw there's a mess, you decided to clean it up, it led to a Facebook page yeah. and then it became a, a media um, kind of a production that you were featured in. Yeah. So maybe you can share with us the, the reason why. Why do you think you know, we need to teach our children to, to be environmentally conscious or to be caring for the environment? For me, actually, it was very simple. It's out from just being a good mother that... Who, who want to teach my children to learn to care about not just himself, herself, but really the people around. So as a mother at home, I'll teach my children to pack up. At, especially at that time, I was a stay-at-home mother and I, I had my hands full. I had three children, they were in school and I need to teach them. I also need to do a lot of housework. So I said, okay, let's pack up too. And one of the most frustrating words I hear from 
not just one of them, but all three of them, they will say, I didn't make the mess. It was Gokor who did it. Mm. Why do I have to clean up? And I'm sure this is something that a lot of parents are upset about when you hear too. And my response naturally will be, isn't this your home too? Why can't you pick up even though you didn't make the mess? So to me, cleaning up the environment is just the natural next step because, well, you can clean up your home even though you didn't make up make the mess, you can clean out the neighbourhood even though you didn't litter, but this is your home as well. And I think it's then, from there, it's easy to then tell our children, we can care about the world in general because the whole earth belongs to us. Mm, so you're not just telling them a, um, an action to take to do, but you're actually imparting to them a value that you, know, you need to be concerned for the things around you, for the people around you. Yeah. And uh, you're also teaching them that it's also uh, being responsible for others besides yourself yeah, to look right. out for other people. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, when you're talking about this to your children, let's help out everyone. Then what's their first response? For example, like you ask them to, to be helping your, your brothers, right? Mm. And then they're saying, no, I don't want to do this. How can you persuade them? Or what do you do to persuade them? I think that we teach our children in many different ways. Okay, so that's one way is to clean up the house and then I will try to convince them. It's easy to teach them about caring beyond themselves when they are a bit younger and especially if you make it into like a game. So one of the reasons I did the picking up the litter around the neighbourhood is really to teach them the concept of cleaning up after other people even though you, don't, you didn't make the mess. And I think this is something that they can then bring home as well. In the same way, if you can clean up the neighborhood, why don't you clean up our house? Yeah, so it works both ways. Learning to clean up at home will teach them to clean up the environment and learning to clean up outside will help them to te teach them to clean up at home as well. Yeah, I know like for children when they're in school and then the teacher asks them, hey, is there a volunteer to help clean up the class? And they'll be very eager, right? They'll be all like, yes, yeah. it's me, me. I want to be the one that will sweep up the floor. I will be the one that will pick up the litter or, or empty the, the trash. Yeah, I think that is the natural curiosity that children have. Uh, it's just how can we harness it and how can we point them to what to do uh, in a safe way, right? Yeah, I, I think that you brought up a very good point about schools. Sometimes I think children are very keen to do that in school because they, they get some affirmation. They get applauded perhaps or friends may say good things about them or teachers and that came... And so there was one time my son was in the school canteen and he cleaned up the table after he ate and he brought his food, of course, to the area where they are supposed to put all their food. At, but he went beyond that and he cleaned up the table. And after that, apparently the principal saw him without him knowing it. And the principal actually commanded him in assembly. Mm -hmm. And that really made a lot of difference to him. So I was very grateful for the principal for doing that. And I think that she did the right thing in affirming children because um, children really need that affirmation. It is not natural, especially right now for our children in Singapore, to want to clean up dirty um, litter and, and clean up um, things on the floor because of the environment they are growing in, they have helpers, many of them have helpers or parents who would tell them things like, oh, don't worry about all these, just study, you know, just concentrate on study, I'll clean up all these for you. And so they, they don't really have the same kind of teaching about the value of um, housework, maybe of cleaning mm -hmm. um, from young. They are not nurtured the same way as maybe previously we were, maybe not naturally, but because our parents are too busy, we all have to pick up all these things at home. 
Could it be maybe parents also need to teach children to respect people who are in the cleaning industry, maybe the the people who clear our rubbish, the, the road sweepers. Mm, yes. you know, maybe if we have more respect for the jobs that they are doing and children realise, hey, actually it's not a, a bad thing, it's not a dirty thing, but all of us can play and contribute you know, our role in this. Yeah, definitely. I think um, re- learning to respect people and others right, can, can be taught through simple lessons like that. I remember one time we were at the hawker centre and we cleaned up the table before after we finished eating. And the, the cleaner came and thanked us and he said, wow, that's really good. If only every parent would teach their children the same thing, Singapore would be a very different place. Mm-hmm. How about at home? What are some things you can teach your, your child? Let's say if I'm a parent that wants to, to start you know, being a bit more environmentally friendly or a bit more... Like conscious about our, our usage or wastage, how can we teach children that? I think that, um, in fact, the, the Singapore government, the schools have taught them very well and we just carry on the same thing like recycling. Mm. Uh, we have a recycling uh, bag, you know, where we put plastic, paper and all that. We, we teach them to recycle paper. We, we always use, you know, recycle paper for the work that we do when we are coaching them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and we don't, use the shower we will collect water mm. and I mean, use that to shower we cut down the use of air conditioner in fact my children they, they don't we don't sleep with aircon I, I suppose it's quite rare now but uh, we see no need to how about food you know um, when we buy our food yeah so when we buy food um, from outside we will not ask for the disposable chopsticks mm. and spoons we use the ones that we have at home yeah, so these are the simple things that we can all practice, especially now that, you know, with COVID-19 going on and a lot yeah. of us are ordering food in. Um, these are simple steps that we can practice by just using our own utensils, uh, not having to, to waste in that sense that plastic spoon or that single-use plastic. Uh. You mentioned that you did this together with your children. Mm. How did that help, you know, in your relationship with them? That was our chosen way of spending time together as a family. So it's a time for us to exercise as well. So we'll go out. We had a challenge. It's either two plastic full of rubbish or one hour, whichever comes first. So we will split into two teams. There were five of us. So we'll go out and then we'll pick rubbish and then we'll take picture. And that was really fun. So you make it into a game. Yes. Oh, okay, like a challenge to see who can get the most rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, wow, so okay, that's, okay. that's one way to do it. Another way which we did was, uh, because my campaign was a litter at a time, so mm. my challenge was, okay, let's just pick up a piece of litter every day. So another way we did it was, we'll pick up a piece of litter and then we'll walk to the next dustbin and then we'll throw it and then we'll pick another one. So it will be a piece of litter between two bins. You mm. know? So we'll do that like when we're walking to the interchange and it was part of our daily life. It wasn't mm. something very onerous. It, was, it wasn't something we did um, exceptionally out of our normal routine, mm. but we made it as part of the routine. Mm. So in some countries, I know when people travel or, or even they, they carry a little plastic bag with them, mm. right? And whenever yeah. they see litter, they'll actually pick it. Or if it's their own litter, they'll put it into their own yes. little bag versus just throwing it anywhere, right? In fact, that was one of my motivations for starting this campaign because I read a newspaper article and talked about Taiwan, I think it was, uh, who did that. Um, the people will do such things, have a plastic bag and then they will keep their own rubbish before they throw it in a bin. And I was thinking, why don't Singaporeans do such things? Why don't we love our country the same way that some of these nations do? So you mentioned about 
making into a game, growing up with them, sharing these values to your children. But this is a tough question. Uh. Do you think your children would, right now, without mm. you around, mm. be able to practice what you have taught them? I know that, well, that's what they told me. I know that when they are out with their friends, mm. they will clear up the, the food, you know, like in McDonald's, they'll take it and then put it to the side. And so that part, I, that's what they told them. On, for picking up litter, I'm not sure whether they will really do it. Okay, but it doesn't really worry me because I think that one of the things that we need to do as parents is to input values in their mind, to create memories, to teach them and be a good role model for them. Um, I, I say this because when I first started this movement, uh, my youngest was seven, my older two were 10, 11 at that age. They were not as enthusiastic as my seven-year-old, but he, they went along. But I realized only later that it had an impact on them because my eldest one was asked to write a composition about a person whom he respects and he chose to write about me. Mm. And he said that I respect my mother because she doesn't worry about what people think of her. She started a movement called Litter at a time to, to encourage people to pick up litter and she doesn't care that people will laugh at her for picking up litter. Um, and I respect her for that. So when I knew that he wrote that, I was very encouraged because it tells me that he knows what is the right thing to do and he respects people who do it. Maybe he's not ready to do it now because of where he is, because of his age. Maybe he is concerned about what his peers would think about him. But he surely treasured this lesson in his life and this memory. And I believe that when the time comes, he will do the right thing. So parents who are listening in, you know, whatever little step that you are doing right now, just just remember that it will bear its fruit, you know, in, in time. And, and I think your children are learning and receiving. In fact, like what Eliza is saying, that they are observing you, they are role modeling after you, and they are trying to understand the rationale why you are doing certain things. So Eliza, now that your children are much older, where do you see this movement heading towards? Is this something that you hope other people will pick up, young people around you and all. So one of the things that really encouraged me about this is that MOE picked up this idea as well and they featured the, a little at a time, the campaign on the social service textbook for upper secondary school. So this is the Ministry of Education? Yes, Ministry of Education. So occasionally I will get young people who will like the page or you will send me a message and I would get really encouraged when I get that because the whole idea behind this movement is that I wanted to encourage the next generation not just to clean up but I did it for the younger generation because I think that human beings are creatures of habit. If we grow up in a dirty place, we will get used to a dirty environment and we will not care about beauty and cleanliness anymore but if you grow up in a clean environment then you are more likely to value that and treasure that and want to play a part in making it clean yeah so i will get very encouraged when young people respond to me and send a message because i know that they understood the message behind it and they are ready to make that difference yeah, in fact, you know, uh, they just mentioned this. I've read a piece of research before that says that, you know, children that grew up in a, a, a city or, or, or a town that has broken windows or graffiti, you know, they, that's their impression that they will actually be always in that kind of uh, environment. But what you're saying is true. If we can clean up, you know, one litter at a time, uh, the family environment, the home, the, the neighborhood that they're in, 
I think you make a change also even in the, in the way they perceive the world. Yes. I've got a question. What's the most extreme thing you've done, right? To clean, you know, like litter or pick up litter? So there was once I was driving and I saw a drink container on the side of the road. It is actually under the bridge and on a grass patch. I looked at it and I thought, who would pick this up? Because I don't think the cleaners will go there because it's just in the middle of the road. And I decided, that, okay, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pick it up. Of course, I looked around and then it was safe. I got out and I quickly took it and went to the car. I was really proud of myself. Well, so you stopped the car yeah. in the middle of the road to go and pick up rubbish. Okay, wow, yeah. I think that's a next level uh, salute to you. You know, we, we don't have much time. Um, maybe one last um, thing that you want to share with parents or what are some thoughts, you know, like how can you make this happen for your own family? Uh, I think that saving environment is a big idea because the fact is that environment is a very big word even for little children like ozone layer, you know, climate change, greenhouse effect. I think children may not be able to understand that but really picking up litter and cleaning the environment a piece of litter at a time is something that they can understand and there's a great visual impact when you clean up an area. Once you do it, it's, it's really, really clear. The other thing is that uh, for parents, I think uh, whatever it is that we want to teach our children, we need to model. We can parent only out of who we are. And if we want our children to care for the environment, we have to care for the environment ourselves. Mm. And we have to eat, breathe and live the value. And then we can pass it on to our children. So your children can only pick up from you if you are actually practicing it. And you're not just talking about it, but you're actually putting... Uh, action to your words yes okay so you know what um, I think we have learned a lot from you Eliza uh, I think one, one thing very clear that I picked up is that if you want to see change in our family we need to understand why we need to do it and then communicate it to our children and model it for them yeah Yeah. so you know that's all the time that we have for today's podcast thank you Eliza thank you Aaron if you have any questions about the Parent Ed podcast show you can email us at parentad at family.org.sg with that thank you and have a great week with your family